Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. Liver damage this week. We could even make it into a flip a coin thing. Is it beer or is it hard liquor? Uh, yes. It's only been rosé wine one time, so you got a pretty good guess on those two. It's, it's, it's usually both, though, David. You're usually doing both. It's like the roulette wheel. you got black, red, and then there's that one green one that gets yeah. you big money. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you ever guess, like, a white wine spritzer... To make good money sometime. <laughs> Could be. There's only been one time too where I've done hard liquor chasing it with a beer. Uh, what are we gonna do with you? I heard somebody Keep say having me on because I'm they were doing. I heard a research study that said that uh, beer before liquor makes you sicker. That whole thing is false. Oh, it's bullshit. You're just a wuss if you can't hold your shit. <laughs> well, I think what it is is beer pre- preps you up, and then you start doing hard liquor, and you forget that hard liquor is going to hit a certain period of time after, because beer tends to <laughs> kick in right away. And so, yeah, you end up doing too much of it because you've already had some beers, and then the liquor makes you sick. So it's not the fact that you're doing them in that order. It's just that you can't keep track of your alcohol. Like, just learn, <laughs> learn to hold your shit, man. Yeah, yeah, just learn to drink better and you're fine. Yeah, le- <laughs> learn to be a better alcoholic. David is giving classes. That is. <laughs> that's going to be my new mantra. Just be a coming, better alcoholic. Coming soon okay? to the Nerd Trek Network, <laughs> David Spinoff. <laughs> we could do it. It could be like drunk history. We'll just have me watch something oh and then God. get plastered and then be like. That's not a good idea. Try to explain then, it. If something happens like uh, so far away, they're like, well, but David from the Nerd Trek podcast David said, told us to do it. Yep. Who the fuck is David? <laughs> when David <laughs> dies of alcohol poisoning, we'll all be he liable. It's going to slump over. <laughs> well, all right. Welcome to the Nerd Trek podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David the Lush. Hey, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be a long season seven. I swear <laughs> to drunk, I'm not God. <laughs> that that about that that sums it up for you. That yeah. works. All right, today we are doing TNG season seven, episode two, liaisons. Uh, original air date September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three. Um, this is a weird episode. Yeah. Um, I I kind of got a little distracted during part of it. It was a, a little slow for me. I like the wrap up. But uh, it's a good chunk in the middle. I I I, I kind of zoned out for a bit. Yeah. Um. Basically, what this is is the Enterprise meets with these new aliens, and um, a couple of ambassadors are staying on the ship. But then Picard goes with one, and we learn eventually that they're each one is there to learn about a specific like new emotion or a feeling uh, that they don't understand. So one is like there to experience a, a pleasure. A, decadence another one is to experience uh antagonism hostility and one there is to experience love um 
Lazy so basically, ass writing. <laughs> so one, <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, so one like picks a fight with Worf to learn about fighting and an antagonism. One just eats desserts and uh, all that, and then one, the other one just sets up this whole elaborate kind of like fanfic of like uh, a disguise to get Picard to fall in love with them, and it's. I'm, I'm kind of curious what, what David, did, did you see this twist coming or did you think something was up or were you just like, this is fucking weird. I got, I got about halfway through the episode and I could tell that all of them weren't acting in a logical manner. So I knew some bullshit reason was coming. Um, <laughs> yeah. This was about on par with what I expected. I figured okay. it was going to be some alien thing. They're aliens. So it's weird. And that, that explains why they're being stupid. Um, so as you can tell, this wasn't my favorite episode, but I I sure. I do shit on it too much. Uh, it it's not bad. It was interesting to watch them, especially the guy that like was antagonizing Worf because he basically was just behaving like Worf. And I, <laughs> I love like what that Data moment. says. Yeah, when Data's because like, Worf... you guys most of your your stuff, they get along fine. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure all those same qualities. <laughs> there's a there's a great scene that got cut from the aired version of this episode, but I believe it's I think it's on the Blu-ray version of the uh the tng episode releases where he wakes Worf up at like five in the morning for a tour of the arboretum <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> oh, that'd be so good and i like the opening scene too where Worf's trying to get his like sash right he's like mm-hmm. these these look like dresses and, oh, yeah. and riker's like that's such a backward sexist thing to say and he goes but you look besides, good in a dress. Look, besides, you look yeah. good in a dress. <laughs> you look good in a dress. Which yeah. is ironic, especially from a guy, he's complaining about wearing a dress, but he's wearing a fucking sash like a Miss America. Like, <laughs> that's what he's complaining about. <laughs> well, I was expecting him to be in, like, the dress uniforms, which do kind of look like dresses. Like, yeah. I was It's I like was a long coat. That, but, yeah. Yeah. I like, it's, I like it's, the dress uniforms. It's dress-ish. Yeah. It's not, not so bad, but... It's not like a dress dress, but yeah, it kind of gives that, like a that scant. concept. Oh, but I was so expecting funny. that to be what he was wearing, and then, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, suck it up, Worf. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is part of being in Starfleet. Riker's right. Suck yeah. it up, Wuss. <laughs> but I feel like they, they had a great idea for an episode where they're like, we'll piss off Worf, and we'll have this happen. And then and then they were like, oh, wait, how do we explain this? Oh, aliens. aliens. Like, we'll just have it. They're aliens, and this is how they do things, and they're they're researching for something. It's just how it is. Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like I vaguely remember this one. Like, I kind of remember like something was up, but I haven't watched this probably in a 10, 15 years. It's it's not my go-to to watch. Um, but even watching it, I was like, oh yeah, something's up. Like they're gonna be weird, and I was like, okay, nah, well, that all kind of makes sense. It was yeah, it was on par <laughs> for the course. Yeah. Well, then let me ask you this: did did you think that the woman stranded on the planet was real, or did you, did you catch any of that oh yeah talk about weirdness um that <laughs> no I, I i i had a sense i thought that she was really there i thought that she had accustomed to the planet so much that she just wanted picard to stay there with her and yeah. that was what she was trying to do trying to get him to fall in love so he wouldn't leave and he'd stay on the planet with her forever did you guys watch the movie misery yeah yeah, it's very like it has a very misery quality to it, like where she's got him trapped and is doing everything to keep him there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I that. did pick up the moment that she's like, oh, I used a phaser to cut it out. I'm like, you lying, bitch. You I know that ain't right. You lie. I knew that was off. But or she's where he's like, why is this door locked? And she's like, there's 
scary animals. There's no, yeah, there's not that can that, that have like, that opposable thumbs that can twist open yeah. the door and pull it right. really hard. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're smart. It was locked from the outside, meaning it was keeping him in. I'm like, that would be a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd lock it from the inside if that was the case, and then knock to come back in or something. Mm. But you, you, so, but you didn't catch that it was actually him, right? That was actually right. this other I ambassador. Mean, not <laughs> until he showed up again. And it was that convenience of, oh, she just left and he walked in. I was like, no, watch, it's going to be shape shifting or something. It's going to be the same people. (laughs) That was when I picked up on that. But so he does transform it. Now, is it like a holographic thing or does he transfer? Like, I'm curious what kind of transformation it is. They didn't say because it was lazy ass writing. Well, nope. <laughs> because Picard is like physical, like he's, you know, the she's touching things and moving things. Yeah, so it's it kind of like, seems I, I like imagine... a shapeshifter kind of thing. I don't but know. It looked like a weird shieldy thing. I, I don't know. So here's my other thing. This is what I was watching when I or what I was thinking when I was watching this. So this came out in the early 90s. If you think about because there's the, there's a scene where she's forcibly kissing him. Mm-hmm. And then we learn at the end, it's a dude with a shield. Like he, he pretended to look like, like, oh, so it's really the male ambassador kissing him. And you're like Picard. The only thing he really says is like, Hey, maybe not be too forceful, but like, it's never a thing that it's a man. And I was like, this is amazing. Like the fact that they snuck this in there and like, no one said anything. I was just mm-hmm. like, that's incredible. And it was so cool though. I was like that just the fact that they did it and they just, but they did not make a big deal about it. Yeah, it's what it's what the BS writing allows them to mask is that kind of thing, because everybody watching it. Yeah, it's like, well, he was kissing a woman. I mean, it was a dude looking like a woman, but it was a woman. <laughs> so like a lady. <laughs> yeah, dude yeah. looks like a lady. <laughs> I have to tell you a funny story about that song, by the way. My mother loved that song and she loved it, especially for Mrs. Doubtfire. And she would play mm. it and oh she would my sing gosh. it. And it wasn't until she was much older that we had my sister and I had to explain to her that the lyrics were not do it just like a lady. Oh. <laughs> and all of a sudden she realized she was singing to dude looks like a lady the whole time. And we never heard her play it again. Like <laughs> You ruined it, David. Damn. But ruined she, it. She was like, no, no, it's not. It's wait. It's is it? We're <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're just crushing the dreams of everyone around you. <laughs> I, we thought she knew if we thought it was very weird that she played that song all the time. <laughs> that's funny. It's like, well, that's oh, okay, most songs. Okay, like, well. If you actually listen to most lyrics or know it, like they're just mm. awful songs. Like even if they're catchy, like they're just, it's not a good stuff. Yeah. Don't dig too deep. It's just don't, bad. don't dig too deep. There's yeah. nothing down there you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. The whole interaction with this, this other ambassador. And so basically, and, and, and he explains that they, that there was a real person. They did discover this crash and there was a woman who did live there and had these logs about this other man who was there and kind of fell in love, which is a very, it's funny because Picard makes it sound like it's so not going to happen, but you're like, that's like every fucking rom-com. Like oh, I'm injured oh, yeah. and I say, mm-hmm. and we fall madly in love. I'm like, that's like every rom-com. But it is interesting that these aliens thought that that was like a cookie cutter situation. Insert any man into that situation with any woman. Yeah. And it's just going to work. And And it's it's just the love is going to flow. I'm like, if they're observing correctly, they'd see that, like, it doesn't happen all the time between different people. You'd have to have different stuff. So it's weird. I I almost feel like they were too early for human trials to try and, like, replicate the situation. They hadn't studied it well enough. 
Because they're like, anyone, we'll just do the same thing with anyone, and it'll be the same thing. And then they're like, I failed! Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, it's also uh, very Galaxy Quest. Like, we just saw this thing, and we thought that's how it applies to everybody. We thought it was real. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your historical documents. Your historical yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Gilligan's Island. Oh, those poor people. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so good. My, my other weird interaction is when Troy is showing that one ambassador around. He's the one who wants to like eat all the desserts and have fun and everything. Mm-hmm. And he runs into this kid and he, they kind of have to. So, so the first part is that we learn that they're born out of like a husk or like a pod, like fully, yeah, grown. fully grown. Like there's yeah. no children. <laughs> he's like, what is this? He's like, what is this miniature thing? What is this? Um, but then the other thing he's like, he learns, he's like, Oh, Eric, can I give you desserts? And his mom, yep. like, it's like, hey, Mom's this is like, sure. Space, this is like some space alien stranger who's like, hey, can I give your kids some candy? Come with me, Eric. Yeah. And she's well, just like smiles and nods. And the weirdest thing for me is like, they have obviously synth alcohol. I would yeah. assume that the replicators make desserts out of stuff that's good for you. Like, even Troy was like, it's terrible for you, but we love it. I'm like, is it? I always assumed that it was just made out of like vegetables or something that was good for you, which is why the mom's mm-hmm. like, sure, go give them desserts. It's going to be replicated. Like you're basically, can I feed him broccoli? Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I like to think that they do have a chef on board, because um, there's like You've a never whole souffle. Seen them ever? Seen them ever? Well, no, we don't. Well, in Star Trek Six, we do. Um, they're in like a a galley, like you know, stirring stuff. But because well, isn't that what Neelix does? On vo- well, Voyager? that's for different reasons. Because yeah, they don't have the, the the power for the replicators. Yeah. Oh, no, but I think in do... my mind I was like I remember him cooking shit, so I thought he was the yeah, like... <laughs> it's a power issue though. Yeah, mm. but I think in this one because so they have like the buffet and then Worf. That's when he gets that that interaction with Data, and he's like cutting into a ham. I'm like, if they were replicating this, why would they just replicate an entire ham? Just be like, uh, I want you know a thousand slices of ham. Yeah, <laughs> it's like why carve like hand carve a ham like that? Just yeah. Have perfectly little, perfect little slices oh. all good to go. Yeah, I, mean, it, I it, guess it could be replicated. They want to have like the experience of it, but yeah, Seems I mean, I guess that's true. Like if, if I mean, that's like asking why at an actual buffet we have, don't they have it pre-sliced? Because people like having it sliced off for them or having it kind of fresh sliced or whatever. That doesn't change in the future, even with replication technology. Maybe. Well, you would think you could replicate like the perfect, nice, juicy slices of ham, like. Well, yeah, but my point is like, you could oh. also replicate the perfect juicy ham and have someone slice it for the people or have them slice it themselves. So it tastes like mm. this tastes more like grandma, enjoyable. grandma's Jan, grandma Jan's shoe leather. It's <laughs> right out. <now. laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that general, is the case, yeah. like, because if 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 Troy is eating desserts and she loves desserts, like, is it just is it like one of those kids things where it's like it's really full of like carrots or is it, in, it like an actual dessert? It's why I always assumed you don't see any fat people on the Enterprise. Like everybody, no matter what you're eating, is healthy. Like it probably has the taste of like what it's yeah. supposed to be, like chocolate cake or whatever. But it's like fortified with vitamins and good shit. And so then you could eat as much as you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like carrot cake that twenty four seven. That Give it here. It made it out of whatever protein base that they used for their foods in the replicators and. So then is every food the same? Like it's all the, okay. So obviously they can change. Nutritionally. Yes. But tasting. No, like, yeah, I always assume nutritionally it's all pretty much the same. It's some, 
like set of amino acids and proteins and all that stuff for you know, everything you'd want. Because I know when this comes out and I know what we've already recorded, if only there was some sort of scientific expert we could <laughs> ask about this. Yeah, so we need My, to add this to our list of That would be amazing. To tie this into another movie franchise, I always assumed that the the basic makeup of the food was similar to the slop they eat in the Matrix, where he's like proteins and amino acids and everything, everything a growing boy needs. But somehow in Star Trek, they're able to make it taste better, taste like chocolate cake into or ham or whatever it is you wanted. Like, mommy, this tastes like shit. <laughs> like, wait, what? Eat your amino acids. <laughs> That's why exactly. I thought that the, the alcohol was weird because synth alcohol, it's like, oh, OK, but if you don't get the effects, what's the point? You'd, yeah, because we don't drink alcohol for yeah. the taste. We drink it to get fucked up. Yeah, for the effects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. People enjoy the taste after a while, but it's yeah. more like a Stockholm syndrome thing. It's not something you really enjoy. It's you're still going for the effect. Well, but sometimes though they do program in recipes into the replicator. Like I think there's one where Keiko yeah. and Miles are eating something, and Miles says, "Oh, I programmed it in." Mm-hmm. So is it just to program the flavor? Not, but it's still. Yeah. I assume I've never seen them get actual alcohol out of the system. I thought it was always the synth alcohol. That's why having like Romulan ale was illegal because you have to get it by traditional means, not by replication means. Yeah. It's the, it's the special stuff that, uh, that Guinan keeps behind the bar. It's green. Yeah. Wrong. If somebody was able to like unlock the parental controls on the replicator, I'm sure it could probably make alcohol. (laughs) I wonder if it could, it probably could. I would oh, it should so. be able to. It would be just a different chemical chain. Ferment every like drink. They... <laughs> <laughs> you could find Mommy, alcohol that doesn't taste, taste like me. alcohol. Yeah. Like. See, I've never understood that. Like, I always remember watching sitcoms as a kid, and there's always that one scenario where they like they they order like a Long Island iced tea and then they're drunk, and I'm like, I've never had a drink that did not taste like alcohol. Like they all taste like alcohol to me. Oh, nay, nay. Again, a story mm. about my mother. She and my father went to some place by the beach and she saw a Long Island iced tea on the menu and went, I love iced tea and ordered like three of them and drank them and didn't taste the alcohol in them at all. And he had to like carry her back to the hotel room up the, that was up the way. Dude, three Long Islands. Damn, she was that's a heavyweight. That's, oh, yeah. she was. My mom. I, that's where I get it from. It's not from my dad. <laughs> I get my mom's liver. Nice. I got that um, from my mom. My mom was the one who first fed me alcohol. So <laughs> that's right. I I need to hear more stories about your mom now. I, I'm <laughs> so many questions. Fed you I, alcohol like it was in like a baby bottle. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not exactly. Time for baby Dave to go nine nights. Come here. However, O'Doul's was regularly stocked in our house because it was non-alcoholic beer, and I liked the taste of it. And I would drink that on the regulars like a teenager. And it looked really weird with mm. me walking around the house at like 13 with a beer bottle. Like just. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, my dad would give me little bits of beer when all the guys were over, all the all the uncles were over. Huge family. Yeah. And I would try it and like, <laughs> didn't like it as a little kid, spit it out. But well, the, first time so I, the, first, the first time I drank was around the dinner table at like 12 with my family. Oh yeah, I drank because I lived I lived in uh, Europe when I was younger, so it's like you can just fucking drink whenever. But my uh, I had you know beer in Germany when I was like twelve. That's it right. If you can gross, reach the bar, but... you can drink. That's how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Sorry. That was a weird tangent about replicator nutrition <laughs> and alcoholism. Um, and alcoholism. That's how we do. Apparently, <laughs> there's got to be. I, I wish we could add a button to these, but like tangent skip. Just get back <laughs> to the plot. <laughs> 
uh, if I actually edited these things and just did the plot, because nobody no. really likes this episode. So we just talk about everything else. Right. <laughs> um, that's basically how this episode ends. They come back um, and they're like, Oh, you know, thanks for spending time with us. And well, Worf takes a one. They did like an 11 hour calisthenics program. Oh yeah. That guy. And Worf's like tore up. <laughs> so sore. <laughs> Um, I feel like that would be normal for Worf. He always is doing long ass calisthenics programs that are super difficult, but (laughs) the only other thing that bothered me was when they get into that fight and I think it's in Riker's quarters, I'm guessing. Um, it takes Riker forever to be like, no, wait, stop. Don't do that. And like, they get into a goddamn fight. Like (laughs) it was so weird. It's a kind of Willy Wonka. No, stop. Kind of like Like he finally grabs him, but it was just like, dude, that took a long time. (laughs) Uh, but that's basically the episode. The the aliens learn and then they go away and we never see them again. Yay. That's <laughs> that's how it works. So when you're talking about the fight in Riker's quarters, you mean the one during the poker game, right? Where basically yeah. the guy antagonizes yeah. Worf till the yeah. yeah. I was wondering that. I'm like, they're sitting there, but Worf is chief of security. Like, who would you call? You'd call Worf. Worf is the one in the fight. <laughs> well, you can call other security. I know, but at a point you'd just be like, uh, let me watch and see how this goes. Like <laughs> Maybe uh, Worf knows what he's doing. This is his thing. Yeah. I think I would have sat there. <laughs> Just watch the whole thing happen. Hell, I would have taken bets. Right. <laughs> he he took it pretty well. I mean, considering Worf as a Klingon is pretty strong, like he took some oh, hits. Yeah. yeah. When I did expect it to be like when two guys are having beef and they get into a fight and then all of a sudden they're best friends, like you just have to duke it out. I was expecting that to be the case with Worf. Like, finally, he was going to duke, and they were going to be like, all right, cool. You're a warrior. I'm a warrior. Let's get a beer. Let's I've go. never <laughs> had a friend like that where I had to fist fight them. I've never fought you, David. I, do That's I need correct, to? You will never have to. But unfortunately, I have known people that we've had that. Uh, it's just like, what the usually hell? It's siblings, let's be honest. Men are it's usually weird. two brothers. Yeah, it's usually brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I have a sister. Um, yeah, that's kind of the episode. They leave and go home and then, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts on this one? It's, it's fine. It's, I don't know. This might be, I know we're only two, two episodes in, but it's, it's, it's not my favorite. No, this. just judging from what I've seen from season six, I feel like this is more the same. It's just the lazy writing from the earlier seasons of TNG. They filled, they filled something in with this. This is not my expectation for season seven. It is funny. Sometimes they're just like, what's a like, okay, new alien. What's a weird thing we can do and just go because it's new aliens. Like, Let's try it. Yeah. Like this. I think this is like a five on the Davo meter. I don't like the lazy writing anymore. I've seen better. I expect okay. better. Well, especially <laughs> by season seven, you would hope by now. Yeah. If this had been in season one, I'd be like, eh, it's like a six and a half. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah. now I, I don't have the patience for it. I'm like, Five. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Phil, what are you? What are your thoughts? I mean, do you? Is this a go-to episode for you? No, I don't care for it. This will be in my bottom three, most likely for the season. Okay. Sure. Take off the top bets. of my head, from season seven, I can't think of anything worse. Well, we haven't, you know, been seen any Scottish ghosts yet. Yeah, we've had. Just to say, it's uh, been one episode. I'll take, Beth, I'll take Beth fucking a ghost over this any day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's what it is. It's very cringy. 
Yeah, it's it, it makes me uncomfortable with my social anxiety stuff. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, he was just like he was being so rude to Worf, and I was just like, yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, and I was kind of like you. With your social anxiety, it could be an alien trying to test me. <laughs> to learn Every about time now. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like Jeff when I had this episode on. I was not. I was just like, meh, zoned out. So. Yeah, like I knew something was up. So it's like when it's like when you kind of know there's going to be a twist. So like those middle 15, 20 minutes, you're like, not a lot's going to happen. I know they'll resolve it, but it's you're kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and I've seen this episode enough. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I don't really need to watch this that much. Yeah. So. No one dies. Um, sorry. That would have made it better. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Death. If the three aliens had come in, tested the people to their limits, and then the three people had murdered them, better episode. (laughs) Amazing. That would have been crazy. You have a reason not to show those aliens ever again for once. Like, we sent three delegates, and you murdered all three of them. (laughs) You killed them all. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. What? That's so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's all I got on this one. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap this one up, then. Um, Dave? take it away sir all right and check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we have links to all of our social medias you can also check us out at thenerdtrek.com which is our new website for our new network that will be branching out into other podcasts as well check out uh aiming to misbehave a firefly podcast that'll be coming out soon uh you can also see our smiling faces in the meet the nerd section buy some of our shit at cafe press and whenever you are done antagonizing antagonizing wharf into a fist fight you can give us a five-star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air sweet fantastic that is it for us everyone thank you for listening we do always appreciate it uh yeah let's enjoy season seven we, we will catch you on the next one bye everybody Wee. <laughs>